0: Currently, director of women's and gender studies program in her second term at the Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Your life, Dr. Lang, uh, Ying Lang, is based on solutions. And I'm, I'm kind of curious, all the advocacy work you've been doing, what type of solutions have come through? And of those solutions, what more needs to be done?
1: That is an excellent question Um, as a teacher scholar. All I could do is to particularly use uh, the platform of our classrooms to share uh, my knowledge uh, and my passions or my uh, advocacy for women's and gender studies. Uh, Wisdom, by the way, I'm also a faculty in English department. So I, uh, so I uh, teach uh, women's literature, or criticism, or uh, the base, uh, the uh, uh, the liberal studies level kind of research writing, or college writing, or humanities literature. I do teach these. Uh, I do teach uh, these uh, basic courses, and also uh, my specialty courses uh, to English majors and uh, also to graduate students for a very long time. And uh, this year, um, uh, by 2023 this year, I have taught uh, 30 years at uh, American college level classrooms. So I dedicate my career and life, I hope, to uh, uh, the education of our American youth and uh, students of any age group. I do believe that uh, uh, education uh, is very empowering and very liberating, and also for tens of millions of uh, Americans, uh, especially for middle class, for working class Americans, uh, higher education remains one of the most effective ways to for um, social class upward mobility, for uh, for receiving a fairly in-depth and specialized uh, kind of education uh, and knowledge and skills in one's uh, major and future professional field, Uh, of course, in addition to very broad-based multidisciplinary liberal arts or general education as the foundational kind of uh, basis uh, in the first uh, first two years of uh, every undergraduate student's education in addition before one advances to uh, majors education. Uh, so I would say that education uh, remains a very powerful way uh, for uh, tens of millions of uh, middle class and working class uh, students, and individuals of all ages, actually, uh, to uh, receive uh, excellent, rigorous, and professionalized kind of training, knowledge, and skills. And uh, and then they, as a result, they are able to uh, find jobs and be trained to be uh, rigorous and competitive uh, employees uh, and labor force in our 21st century to remain competitive, both... Uh, Domestically uh, within America, in the local, regional, or national job market, and also to remain competitive, uh, remain part of a competitive and well educated labor force uh, globally. Uh, On the other hand, we are uh, critical of uh, the uh, hiking tuition fees. And the uh, unconscionably uh, expensive higher education costs, which probably uh, coupled with, say, the pandemic uh, um, and, uh, say, uh, online teaching, uh, during the pandemic when uh the vast majority of American and uh global uh students k-12 students and college students and graduate students uh, uh do not particularly enjoy they still crave for in person kind of intimate interactive interactional and kind of individualized kind of education that we are uh, that we value we still value very much so I think the high costs of uh, Americans higher education at colleges and universities, both in public institutions um, and in private uh, institutions, uh, the high costs of uh, colleges, American colleges and universities have indeed uh, placed uh, very heavy financial burdens on millions of uh, students and families. Thus, American higher education has stopped to be a higher education issue uh, a long time, several decades ago and has become a, a very problematic national social issue. Because so many families, middle class wonderful middle class, hardworking middle class families, or hardworking working class families, many, many families simply could not afford it. There is no reason for it because colleges and universities are supposed to be nonprofit, are supposed to enable our American youth and uh, citizens of all generations and all ages to continue to learn and to remain competitive uh, in their workforce, uh, and to fulfill uh, their own purpose to, say, pursue the American dream. Uh, so, in a sense, uh, th- there are issues with higher education.
0: The word feminism,
1: mm. you
0: I think it's changed over the years? The, the kind uh,
1: of- it has uh, slightly Uh, But uh, for those of us uh, who believe in it and who are trained in it, who uh, are very passionate to share our uh, knowledge uh, in it, uh, to uh, share our knowledge uh, of it with our students. Uh, in the past uh, several decades, our conviction has never changed. So, uh, yes, uh, this word has received some bad uh, publicity and has been uh, attacked, uh, mocked, uh, villainized, trashed uh, 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 from, by all uh, from many different directions. Uh, However, uh, as as I can tell you, uh, my home institution last year, a little over 61% of uh, my institution's undergraduate, graduate student total population are American uh, and international uh, women, undergraduate and graduate students. So I don't think American women students would stop at all. Uh, So feminism for me simply means paying attention to women. I do not think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, And also uh, uh, Barbara Smith, a a leading contemporary uh, African-American feminist scholar, uh, has once said feminism uh, means total political freedom for women of all colors. And so in that sense, um, it simply means paying attention to women and the political uh, sexual Gender and social justice and equity and freedom for women of all classes, all ages, uh, all all colours, all religions, all political beliefs. I do not see what is wrong with that. And then there has been a very strong uh, American uh, multi-ethnic kind of uh, coalition for many decades um, uh, uh, to to work together and collaborate together toward uh, the uh, equity and uh, independence and freedom, of American women. And then by uh by this year to 23 um for every $1 that a uh, an American male professional earns. Uh I believe right now uh, in average, uh, Amer- an American woman professional with exactly the same educational and work uh, education uh, credentials and work experiences would earn about 85 cents. Was that 85 or 87 cents? We are not there yet. And also we are entering into... Uh, entering the uh, next cycle of uh, national uh, presidential election cycle. And uh, since the founding of this great nation, uh, there has not been any American woman president. And this, I believe, um, this we are seeing the end of the 46th, right, American presidency. Uh, so in the very institution, uh, very elevated um, and respected kind of uh, political institution of American presidency, uh, I could see a lack. Uh, there has not been any uh, American woman president. However, American uh, women and global women have made tremendous amount of uh, progress uh, in, uh, in political leadership, in legislation, uh, in both houses. Uh, in higher education, in business, in law, in, uh, uh, in medical fields, for example, in all walks of life, there have been tremendous amount of progress made. So we're not all uh, kind of uh, gloomy and doomed. We are optimistic. There is just quite a long distance to go, I would say. And then globally, um, the distribution of uh, resources, opportunities, and power remain extremely uneven. Uh, Even so, in uh, in this great country, let alone globally. Uh, So there is still uh, quite a long way to go.
0: You know, uh, reason I brought that up, and I think it's an important conversation again to have is that um the book by Ben Hook um Feminism is for everybody. Mm-hmm. You don't have to ma- not to remember to forget that because yes, we're talking about women's rights and this is important, but the advocacy also could be from all of us. Mm-hmm. Part of the the solution. We're humans. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um we have to look at each other next to each other and say we deserve the same. We have different thoughts. We mm-hmm. our journey's different And you you don't have to change your mind, but having the understanding of. And feminism doesn't have to be a bad word.
1: No, it is not. As I said, it has been... um um, trashed and mocked and villainized since its inception. However, when, um, when American women's, uh, feminism started as part of the larger American women's social movement. Last week, I just show, uh, a, uh, also an outstanding documentary uh, called The Life and Times of Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> Rosie the Riveter. It was uh, released in 1980, 43 years ago. And some of us are still showing it to the students. Uh, we are still generating lively and active discussions. Students are still learning part of our American history and uh, being old. Um, uh, so 18 million of uh, American Rosie the Riveters uh, walked out of the kitchens and living rooms during World War II to join uh, mostly defense, uh, contracted manufacturing jobs and labor force to help our nation win the war. 18 million, Brian. And um, uh, one of my students in my WGS 200 Intro to Women's and Gender Studies shared with us that her great aunt, was a Black Rosie and was about a hundred-year-old and was very proud to share with her that extraordinary history. Uh, but of course, so they made uh they made great contributions to our nation. Uh they helped and they, they answered the nation's calls. Uh and then at the end of uh, at the after we won the war. Uh, most of uh, the 18 million American uh, rosies were laid off instantly Mm -hmm. uh, to be back to kitchens and living rooms to make babies. And and then it was not until more than 20 years after the end of World War II, in mid and late 1960s, when millions of uh, American women walked out, joined the social movement, um, the coalitional social movement, to walk out of the kitchens and living rooms uh, and never look back again. So we are in the presence of very great legacies if we continue to share such stories with our students. And then every individual student, male or female, Um, uh, Younger or older, American or international, uh, 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 whatever their social class is, whatever their political belief is, uh, each individual student could make up their own mind and could make up their own choices uh whether they uh, still would like to trash uh the word feminism and its extraordinary legacy or not i would say after they see the documentary they <laughs> cool. would not they well. would they would <laughs> show remarkable um respect for pioneering american women of all colors who have broken uh the glass ceiling and who have opened the path for m- many generations of younger Americans to enjoy, to pursue careers uh, of their choices and to be who they are, to enjoy lives uh, in the 21st century.
0: Well, we can talk about this for a long time. We can keep going. Yes. For sure. And I'm sure we're going to have another, I would love to have another conversation with you, Dr. Ling Thank you so much. She's uh, currently a director of Women's and Gender Studies program in her second term at the Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for being on Murph's Talk, and uh, appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, Brian, and thank you for the invitation and the terrific discussions. You have a lovely day.
0: You have a lovely day also. I appreciate it. Okay.